we're going to actually watch the first of our four messages. And they go for about 20 minutes or 20 to 20, 25 minutes each. And they'll be watching one each Sunday. You can revisit them because they've been up, but they're actually up here on the website. So you might, if you miss something, it's easy. You can revisit, have another look at it. But let me pray and pray that we just get so much out of this personally and as a church. Father, I just pray that now as we put words on a screen, um, as we listen to the first of these messages, that um, you would speak to our hearts and that you would speak to us as a body. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to 2022. I've heard that uh, this year uh, that there is potential for many people to make a whole lot of different decisions this year, um, to change jobs, to choose new directions. Um, there's going to be some good decisions and some bad decisions. Uh, there's going to be relationship challenges. Apparently, because of what we've been through in the last couple of years, there's, a, there's an anticipation that 2022 is going to bring a lot of change in people's lives. Uh, new horizons will be sought. Maybe people will go bush. Maybe we'll go to the beach. What we thought we'd do is we'd kick off this year with a bit of a January pilgrimage. And the aim of that is to actually, we're going to look at the life of Abraham and we're going to look at it as something that might help us actually guide decisions that we make in 2022. We're going to explore four different aspects of his life, and, and today I'm going to talk about a life of calling, because it's really important that when we make decisions, they line up with our calling. We're going to talk about a life of covenant. It's really important when we make decisions that we actually do them in the context of a covenant relationship with God. We're going to talk about a costly life. You know, every decision we make bears a cost, and we want them to be good costs, costs like Christ paid for us on the cross. And we're going to talk about, finally, at the, at the end of the month, we're going to talk about a life credited with righteousness, a life where, where we make faithful decisions according to calling, covenant, and, and paying good costs, which actually cause us to be credited with righteousness, righteousness like Abraham was. There's another C, and that C is COVID. Our hope is that as we look at January, as we look at this pilgrimage, is that we might make decisions this year in reaction to the last two years we've had in an unhealthy way. Now, we've had an experience and we will make decisions in the context of what we've been through, but let's, not, let's make sure our decisions are not COVID-based, but calling-based, covenant-based, uh, are good cost-based, and, and, a, and, a, and a group of decisions that are, that are made in God's plans for our lives. As we prepare to dive into this life of Abraham, uh, I think we're going to find out a whole lot of wonderful things about his life uh, that it wasn't filled with successes. It was actually, I actually read these words as I was preparing for this series and they're really good insightful words. It says, as you prepare to dive into the life of Abraham and discover the amazing truths hidden in his trials and triumphs, remember this one thing, one truth. There was a before Abraham and an after Abraham and the same is true for you. The story, your story is part of something infinitely larger. This is both freeing and frustrating. On one hand, we don't have to feel the pressure to be perfect, as we'll see in Abraham. Abraham certainly wasn't that. But at the same time, when trials arise, it feels like God could not care less about our little problems. We're just a small piece of a puzzle, right? Not true. We are God's children, God's chosen 
to God we are every ounce as important as Abraham. And he will take care of us with the same amount of care and love and power he did for Abraham over 4,000 years ago. That's what I read this week, those words. And it was a little bit wordy, but basically it's saying that we have this beautiful place in history. We're not a mistake. We're actually in this place of history. We actually have a life of calling. And that's where I want to go to now. That's where I want to start us because Abraham started with a life of calling. Now, we've called the series Faith and Friendship um, because there's a, some beautiful words in the Bible which says this. And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. That comes in James. Now, these, these beautiful words actually paint a picture of, of Abraham having a life of faith and trust, but intimacy with God as well. Let's start with the call. The faith and friendship of Abraham started with a calling, Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous, and you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. That was the calling on Abraham's life. Leave your native country, go. You know, it says in Hebrews 11, it says it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land that God promised him, he lived there by faith. For he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. See, for Abraham, the beginning of call was to go to a place and, and live out a set of promises. Do you know, when you think about faith and friendship, faith, the faith element, and I've read this in Henry Blackaby, Faith is based on what we know of God as he has made himself known as, and as we have experienced him. Faith is this, it's based in, in, in who God is. It's not based in our capacity or our ability. It's based in who God is and how he has revealed himself to us and as we've experienced him. So there's this friendship and faith mixture there. Yeah, Blackaby also goes on to say these words, faith is based on what you know of God. The more you know him in experience, the more you can trust him. This pilgrimage in January is about us getting to know God, experience God, and that will build our faith and cause us to trust him more. You know, Rachel and I had a journey not long ago. It was probably you know, it's a few years now, four or five years ago, where we were pastoring in a church over in, in the Hawkesbury, and we read these words of Jesus John 20, 21. Again, he said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. A strong sense of call of sending. Now, we knew that Penrith was the place that God was sending us. We didn't know what it looked like. A bit like Abraham. We didn't know what it, was look, what it would look like. We wondered if we were too old to do something like this again. Abraham was 75. And, but we realized it wasn't about our capacity, but our friendship and our faith in God. Our friendship with God, our faith in God. We realised it was about our obedience. It was not about our capacity. And, and 
you got to realize that Rachel and I are going, oh, are we too old for this now? And then we were, we're not that old, but there was that, that element of going, wow, is this going to work? But all we were called to be was to be obedient and go on a journey. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It's not about our capacity. And Abraham, he was skilled and he had abilities, but it wasn't about his capacity. At 75 years of age, and then the promises weren't fulfilled, and you'll learn about that during the month, the promises weren't fulfilled for him to have a child, Isaac, until 100 years old. Incredible, really. But we recognize these words. God is working in you. He was working in Abraham. He's working in me, giving us the desire and the power to please him, to do what pleases him. I love the paradoxes in Abraham's story. So for faith and friendship, it's like that faith in the mighty God, but friendship with God. There's another paradox that, that Abraham walked in. And it was the paradox of awe and intimacy, which is very similar, faith and friendship, awe and intimacy. Uh, a technical term is God's transcendence and his imminence. I'll go back to that James verse. It says, And so it happened, as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God. God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. I read these words in Henry Blackaby. And I, I, Henry Blackaby's written a fabulous book called Friendship with God, um, based on the life of Abraham. And he said these words, The heart of God and the heart of one God chooses or calls must be as one. This awe and intimacy is about having a healthy fear of God and at the same time having a deep walk with him. What you'll see in the story of Abraham is, is God visiting Abraham in very powerful ways, um, particularly when he does a, the covenant with him. And, and then also having intimate discussions, particularly when they're looking at Sodom and Gomorrah and, 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 and God revealing his plans to Abraham almost like a friend. It reminds me of the Lord's Prayer, which has that awe and intimacy. Our Father or our Dad or our Abba, our friend who art in heaven, that intimacy. And then, hallowed be your name. I'm in awe of you. In the very same phrase, our Father is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Back into that, you are in control, Lord. You are powerful. And then... Um, it, there's this intimacy in the Lord's Prayer of forgive us our sins, um, provide for our needs, give us our daily bread. It, it's a beautiful picture in Abraham's life of, of friendship and faith or awe and intimacy. And that's what we're hoping that our decisions for 2022 will look like. When you think of the decisions that we make in 2022, we there's a hope that you and I, will make decisions based in that awe of God and that intimacy with him. That our, the heart of God and the heart of one God chooses will beat as one. That our hearts will beat as God's heart. Well, you can't mistake this in Abraham's life. And this is another part of calling, living out the call that there is promise and perseverance. Again, we're back into the, I love the paradoxes in Abraham's story, promise and perseverance. In Acts chapter 7, verses 4 and 5, it says this, So Abraham left the land of the Chaldeans, lived in Haran until his father died. 
Then God brought him to the land where you now live. But God gave him no inheritance there, not even one square foot of land. God did, pro- God did promise, however, that eventually the whole land would belong to Abraham and his descendants, even though he had no children yet. So in other words, what, was ha- what we're reading in this Acts is saying that Abraham takes this big step of faith, has no land, has no inheritance. And yet the calling and the promise was that he would have be the father of nations and that, that he would have an inheritance. He would be blessed to be a blessing and that he would have land. So a land, a nation, a people, a fame and all these things. And, and we're reading in Acts 7 that he had none of that. For so much time of his life, and even when he when he died, it hadn't been the promises hadn't been fulfilled. So there's this life lived in the promises of God, which d- demanded perseverance. Or, or, or if our belief in who God is called us to, to persevere in these promises. His act, his life of faith, Abraham's life of faith was couched. In the promises God had given him. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, without a revelation, the people cast off restraint, or without a vision, the people perish. Abraham had a vision, he had a direction, he'd heard from God. I my prayer for you, and even right now, Lord, please reveal to those who are watching this uh, your promises, your promises, Lord. So that we make obedient decisions, we make good decisions in 2022 couched in promises that God has given us, but it's going to take perseverance. You know, some of the promises God has already given us is he promises us the Holy Spirit who will bear gifts in our lives, who will bear much fruit in our lives. That you read in John 15 that God's desire is that we bear much fruit for, for his glory. He promises that we are a masterpiece in Ephesians chapter, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He promises that we are his ambassadors in 2 Corinthians 5. He promises us that we can walk in his capacity. So we have promises and we need to persevere in those promises. Let me read to you one of my favourite little descriptions of Abraham, which is sort of sits in this space. Even though when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Abraham, and this is my favourite, Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. You know, when Rach and I came over to Penrith, we were... We, 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 we have great dreams for this city and we have great dreams for what God will do in this place. Have they been fulfilled yet? No. Um... I don't even know what they will look like to be fulfilled. Abraham didn't know what they look like to be fulfilled. But the call is to persevere, to keep going on. And what I love about what I've just read is Abraham didn't waver. He never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Isn't it funny? It's almost opposite to what happens in our lives. When we don't see the fruit that we long for, our faith seems to to weaken. And yet Abraham's life, his faith seemed to strengthen. It's extraordinary, really, but that's what God's calling us to. He's calling, calling us to a life of lived in his promises with perseverance. 
Another Blackaby quote. What a person does when encountered by God reveals what he believes about God. In Genesis 12, 4 and 5, it says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he'd taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. Do we believe God's promises? And we will pack up everything and walk in them. We may make some COVID-based decisions. I hope we don't in 2022. We'll probably have some changes, but let's make sure we don't pack up everything and run away from God. You know, Jonah tried. That didn't go too well for him. Ended up in the, in the belly of a fish. What we need to do is pack every, up everything and follow in God's footsteps. And that may be staying right where we are right now and persevering. It may be throwing our all into the promises God has revealed. I hope that these words have encouraged you to do that. But I want to finish with one last thing, another paradox. It's called the now and forever of Abraham's life. Check these words out in Hebrews 11. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed God, or obeyed when, called by, when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. It was by faith. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents, and so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It also says in Hebrews 11 verse 12, and so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation that was so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. Why I read those is because Abraham lived with an eternal perspective on things as well as a now perspective. So his now moment was to, to live as a blessed, to be a blessing, uh, to, to go to a land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. That's, that was the now moment. But, the, but there was eternity in the promises. There was eternity in the promises. And in fact, the promises have been lived out now by you and I. We, we are the descendants of Abraham, if you like. We are the descendants of the building of, of, of God's people. It's, it's, it's incredible what's happened from one man. But he never got to see it all in, this, in his lifetime. See, I've read to you before some words of Blackaby. Every decision we make to obey God's call not only reveals what we feel about God, but also has eternal consequences and blesses others. One of the joys of of coming to Penrith for Rachel and I has been that our life has started to bless others. Now, what we thought was a call just for us, come to Penrith, invest in Penrith, and invest in the kingdom work of God in this city, has actually turned out to be a great blessing to others. Uh, just simple, a simple obedience in our life has been a blessing to others. And, they, and, the, and then they are blessing others. And these things have eternal consequences. Obedience to God has eternal consequences. Remember, as we started, we are part of the story. We, are play, we play our part in God's great story. As you enter the January, I'd love to have two questions to leave with you to ponder. Have we stopped seeking God's call in our lives as the years have gone on? Have we stopped seeking God's call in our lives as the years have passed? 
That's the first question. Second question, have we not even started seeking God's call, call in our lives? He promises so much for us that's going to impact so many around us. We can live a called life. The beauty of a called life, and I'll leave you with this, the encouragement, not only that, I'd love us to ponder those two questions, but the encouragement is calling is in an atmosphere of faith and friendship. Awe and intimacy. Promise and perseverance. It's lived in the now and the forever. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that this January is an extraordinary time. I really do. I pray that it's an extraordinary time for all of us. I pray that we make good decisions in 2022. Good decisions that are based in your call, in your promise. I pray that we will take the time to hear your voice and that we will respond in faith and friendship. I thank you, Lord, that you are, you care about our direction, but you also deeply care about our relationship. I pray a blessing on all those that will go through this January pilgrimage, and I pray that they, out of that blessing, they'll be a blessing to others. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.